Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about losing weight calmly, which is the secret to mastering your weight because typically people, when they try and lose weight, it's the opposite of calm, right? It's this stressful, frustrated, difficult, uh, challenging thing that they're trying to do and it typically doesn't work well. So the real secret to mastering your weight is to do it in a calm way where generating a state of calm and internal feeling of peace and relaxation allows you to make healthier food choices on near autopilot, right? Because you'll realize when you really pay attention that a lot of times it's the stress of life that really drives you to make the wrong food choices. And as you start focusing primarily, like as a central part of your weight loss strategy, as you start focusing on being more calm and more relaxed, I think you're going to find that it makes the whole process run a lot more smoothly. Uh, it's a it's a foundational piece that most people overlook because they just assume that, you know, the, the diet mentality is that no matter how stressed you are and how hungry you are, um, no matter how unhealthy your cravings are, you should be able to fight against them with willpower. And that's just not the case. You know, that's a bad strategy. And so as you dedicate that willpower energy and focus it on feeling more calm, it becomes strategically, mathematically, a much more effective use of your energy. You know, it's kind of like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure type of thing. An ounce of calm is worth a pound of willpower. And so the more calm you are and the more calm you develop within yourself, you just naturally and automatically tend to make healthier choices. Not to say you're not still gonna use willpower sometimes, but you're not relying exclusively on it anymore. And you're setting yourself up for success by focusing on developing a more calm state of being. It makes everything else just way easier and way better. So start thinking about how can you feel more calm in your life, right? What are things you can do? Again, and program yourself in this is a central part of it. This is one of the reasons why hypnosis is just so valuable in helping you to lose weight. It's not just the positive suggestions you receive that impact your subconscious mind. It's also that every time you practice hypnosis, every time you go into hypnosis, you are accessing, you're accessing a state of calm relaxation. And it is that state, you know, again, in the program, we practice it every single day, you know, for eight weeks, you develop the ability to be more calm. You know, it becomes like a, like a muscle. It's something you develop and then it's there for you. And once you have this calm muscle, again, it changes everything. It changes everything. It makes it easier. So I want you to start thinking about that. Don't assume that weight loss, even if in the past it's always been this very stressful, frustrating thing, don't let that be the only way that you think about weight loss. Recognize that it absolutely is a possibility that you can lose weight and keep it off in a calm, relaxed manner where you feel at peace, where you're quiet inside, where you're relaxed, and you feel like the calm within the storm of life. You know, and not only will it help you lose weight, but it also helps you feel better. Okay, so again, this is where you want to aim at. It's just, it's such a better approach. I promise you, I promise you, um, it works so much better. So start developing calm and notice how it impacts your food choices and how much easier it can be to lose weight. Right? Uh, yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I just get on there. I've had any issues with my network, apparently. So if, uh, if you get disconnected or whatever, I guess that's why. It's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, if you feel, if you got any questions, 
feel free to ask me. I actually started like to record like some uh record some content at the beginning of these and uh I did and then I had to uh start over again. <laughs> uh so anyways, here we are. Just been finishing up, just got off a coaching call on top of it. So I'm all uh I'm in coaching mode. Oh, look at that. What's up, 33 million K? Oh, yeah, I'm on Audible, huh? Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm on all the plat- all the podcast platforms. So anyone here, if you ever want to... The, the podcast is the call. I, I would definitely suggest listening to that podcast all the time. Um, the more you put this stuff in your head, the better. You know, that's... I'm, I'm not just sharing, like, information with you. You know, as a hypnotist, I am using conversational hypnosis here as well. So that I like to not only just share information, but also um, do it in a way that impacts you more than, than just telling you things. I'm looking to influence your subconscious mind so that the things I'm saying stick. You know, that's the goal. Goal anyways. Um, thoughts on a plant-based diet for weight loss. Oh, yeah, I got thoughts on that. I think it's the, I think that's the, the way everyone, I think everyone in the world should be plant-based. Now, I do think that... Uh, I do think you can eat your meat as well, but I do think like everyone should really optimize to having a core diet that's revolves around plants. <laughs> I think, you know, that's the way of the world, man. I mean, that's well proven at this point, you know? So I think that's your safest bet. And with weight loss, especially, because I'll tell you the big thing I've learned recently in the last year or two is that fiber, fiber is in my my opinion, the number one thing missing from your weight loss strategy, because it's the number one thing missing from most foods in America. You know, processed foods, fiber doesn't process well. And so, um, oh, what's up, Erica? Um, fi- uh, processed foods, the, the fiber doesn't process well. It doesn't freeze well. So a lot of times they strip the fiber out of foods. You know, I think there's other reasons too, but, but that's one of the big ones. But the point being, the fiber, listen, and even paleo people, you know, they came out with a study, even paleo people were eating like 130 grams of fiber a day. It's a lot. And why wouldn't they? You know, most things that people are eating in the natural world are plant-based, right? So, uh, yeah, the more plant-based foods you eat, I think the easier time you have mastering your weight. No doubt about it, you know. It decreases cravings. It's natural. It satisfies your micronutrient needs. Um, it gives you fiber. The fiber, by the way, why does it work? Because most things, if you eat flour, sugar-based foods, um, what's happening is you're absorbing those foods really quickly, you know? And so with the fiber, what it does is it stays in your gut. So you don't absorb it, the, the insoluble fiber, but it stays in your gut and it activates what's called the ileal and the colon break. And uh, that helps make you feel full, you know? So if you're feeling hungry all the time, and you look at what you're eating and you're typically eating processed foods, there's your answer, a big part of it anyways, is that you're eating foods that are like powders and they just disappear. There's no lingering long-term satisfaction from those foods. And when you start eating more fiberful foods, you're going to feel it instantly. You know, you're going to feel more satisfied and full. And guess what? That makes it way easier to lose weight. <laughs> Plus, plant-based foods... On top of that, they're usually not calorie-dense foods, meaning they take up a lot of space, but there's not a lot of calories in them, you know, compared to like a cookie. Cookie doesn't take up a lot of space, but there's a ton of calories packed into it. So, yeah, plant-based diet, I that's my number one suggestion for anyone. 
And if you don't like plants, learn to like them. <laughs> You're really out of eating more plants, most likely. Dr. Candy Ass. I like that name. My friend's doc tried to set him up to get his leg amputated without testing him for diabetes first. Jeez. Maybe get a second opinion on that one. Um, when I'm at home, all I want to do is eat. But when I'm out and busy, I don't care. Yeah, Astra, that's a great realization. You know, people ask me this all the time. Like, what do you think about boredom eating? And, and I'm not trying to be a wise ass, but it's like my opinion is do more interesting things. You know, and, and I don't say that lightly. I did not do much interesting things in my life. I watched a lot of TV, ate a lot of food. And as I started adding more hobbies into my life, it was way easier to eat better. Because, yeah, if you're bored, listen, you know, we live in a culture where we're constantly being conditioned to use food as entertainment, as our main emotional management strategy. And so if you don't have natural ways to manage your emotions, uh, to deal, you know, to be, get to, to be able to look forward to something, to, to enjoy something that has nothing to do with food, you're gonna have a hard time mastering your weight. So I find that, that having hobbies and things that you're interested in that have nothing to do with food is, is a very, very valuable thing, you know, mastering your weight. Because if you're just bored, it's hard not to go to the food, you know? So, um, but there you go. So what do you do at home? And that's a great example, right? That if you're out and doing stuff, you know, who cares the, the, about, the, about the food? But when you're at home and you're bored, all of a sudden the food is the only thing you can think about. The only thing that feels like it's going to be satisfying. But again, it's not because that's true. It's because you don't have other options that are interesting or satisfying that don't involve food. You know, great realization. Um, do fiber supplements help with weight loss? Uh, you know, I'm not an expert in fiber supplements, but I would not take fiber supplements. You know, and program yourself. Then I have a strategy I teach called the living vitamin strategy, right? Because people love themselves some supplements, right? I love to take vitamins and supplements. Well, why are you taking it, right? They don't taste good. You take them because they're going to help. They're going to make you healthier. But it's like, Jesus, can't you just use that same mindset, but then take that mindset and apply it to eating natural foods? You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to tell me, you're not going to tell me that, that like some supplement, something they've extracted out of something is going to be as good as the whole food that it comes from, you know? And so would fiber supplements help with weight loss? Perhaps, but... I feel like as soon as you're you're missing the boat, it's not just the it's not just the fiber. It's that the fact that most things that have a lot of fiber in them also tend to have a lot of nutrients in them, micronutrients, a lot of nutrient density, a lot of nutrient variety. Your body's craving nutrients. So just having fiber supplements, just taking vitamins, you're just getting a portion, a, a fraction of the benefits. Use that energy that you want to take. That, that you, why do you want to take supplements? Why do you want to take vitamins? Take that energy and then aim it at fruits and vegetables, greens and beans, and putting that into your body, okay? Because there's always things they haven't figured out yet. And the more you just optimize towards natural foods, fruits, vegetables, greens, beans, the more you get that into your body, the better off you're going to be, most likely. <laughs> what hobbies? I mean, my hobbies, I like playing guitar, I like reading, I like playing basketball, I like going for walks, I like playing with my dog, I like playing with my kid. Um, I, you know, if I had more time, I would draw more. I'd play piano. Um, I don't know. I would dance. I, I'm on the board of a nonprofit. Uh, so yeah, it's really just, but that's a shift. You know, I wasn't like that. I used to, there was a time in my life I'd watch eight hours a day of TV. You know, I go to school, watch TV. And it's like, if that's your lifestyle, it's, it sucks. It's, it's a make, it's, it's, it's leading you to be overweight because that's boring and usually the watching TV is boring, but like a lot of it, I used to watch a lot of TV and 
but it was linked up together with eating. You know, I'd be snacking the whole time. So finding like genuine habits that don't have anything to do with food, I, I, it's just crucial. But those are my hobbies. You know, I always want to say to you is, what are you interested in? I know there's hobbies you've been looking towards and wanting to do and saying you want to do for a long time. It's like you should make that part of your weight loss process. I always say this. You want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Weight loss isn't enough motivation. I know you don't believe me, but it's not. And so you really need to make this a process of uh, not just losing weight, but becoming a better version of yourself. And um, hobbies are one part of that. You know, start doing the things that make you feel better, that make you the best version of yourself. Um, and I think you'll have a much easier time with this. Astra says, I work from home three days a week, and that's when I want a snack. Yeah, and no, I get that, Astra. I totally get that. I work from home, you know, and so I, I totally get that. It's a real thing. But recognize that's your, that's your challenge in front of you is what can I do at home um, to keep myself focused so that the food starts to fade into the background a bit? And I'm saying there's just like one answer for it. It's something, it's like, you know, listen, folks, <laughs> this gets to a deeper thing. So often, like with the diet mentality, with the weight loss in, in, the, in the world, it's kind of like you just expect, because every diet, every workout plan, every diet approach basically means you're going to be told what to do. And then you're just going to force yourself to do it with willpower. Um, and hold on a second. And that's just not how change works, you know? And so what we want to do is we'll start recognizing the challenges and then aiming, consistently aiming at finding a solution for them. You know, and so, uh, so, you know, you, you need to like recognize what the challenge is and just keep working on finding solutions. So if you know, being at home three days a week is when you're, you're snacking, you know, that's what you want to do. So how I would go about that is first off, I would have alternatives. So I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm just going to do what I'm always doing. I'm just not going to snack. That's what most people want to do. They know what the problem is. And it's not going to stop doing that. No, you need to find an alternative. And so there's a couple alternatives. Remember the three hours of weight loss, reduce, replace, remove. Most people just want to remove. So that's fine. If that's what you want to do and you can do it, great. Okay. But reduce, replace is great too. Cause again, we're, we're just focused on progress. We want to be perfect day one. And so when you're snacking at work, you know, one of the first things you might do is I'm going to have healthier snacks. You know what I like to do with the snacking thing. And I wish I knew this years ago, cause it's working great for me is that I tell myself, because I don't want a snack, right? I, I want to eat my meals and that's enough. And it usually is. I got it kind of figured out. But sometimes I'm just, I got the hungries, you know, and I'm hungry and I want to eat between meals. And so I tell myself, if I'm going to eat between meals, I'm going to eat something healthy. I'm going to eat fruit or vegetable usually, you know? So most of the time it's a apple, banana, um, mandarin is, is most of the time. If I'm extra hungry after that, then I got almonds, you know? If I'm hungry after that, I might eat a carrot and hummus. So I got, I got options that are healthy. So if I'm going to snack, I'm going to do something healthy. So again, that's a replace strategy. And um, sometimes that's the right thing to start out with. But Astra, you just start with, with that, where you're at and be better. Do something that's better. And then the next day you'll be better. You see what I mean? That approach, you're guaranteed success. Um, Aaron Soy says, so true. I forget what I was even saying that you said that too, but I'm sure it was true. What do you think about 16-hour fast? Um, and what do you think about fasted cardio? You know, listen, the golden rule of program yourself then is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you, okay? That being said, if 16-hour fasts, if you love them, right, if they make you feel energized and amazing and you're losing weight and everything's going great, then I, I feel great. You keep doing that. 
Um, if you're like a lot of people that I've worked with where they've tried that and it's caused, they, they hate it, they dread it, it makes them really hungry, causes them to overeat during the eight hours, then I'd say that's not good. You see? So, so there's no like black or white, right or wrong. There's, there's, there's what works for you. And so if uh, fasting for 16 hours and then eating works for you, great. If fasted cardio you enjoy doing that's working for you, great. And that's how I suggest everyone looks at this. There is no right or wrong, right? I mean, because te- they've tested all the diets. All the big diets work if you follow them. But, but 95% of people fail to lose weight on them long term. So how do you, how do you figure that out? How do you, how do you make sense of that? And I think that ultimately you can't just look at, oh, this diet works. Oh, keto is going to make me, you know, Susie on the street lost 20 pounds this month on keto. Well, great for Susie. A, let's see where she's at next month. <laughs> but that's another story. But then if you fucking hate keto, don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not rocket science, but we've been conditioned by the diet industry to, to turn ourselves into idiots because we're not thinking straight, right? Um we need to understand that, uh, you know, a diet like water fasting, let's just take it to the extreme, right? I get that question every day. I do these lives. Someone said, what do you think about water fasting? I think it's fucking stupid. If you want to do it for spiritual reasons, great. But if you're doing it to lose weight, well, what kind of strategy is that? You know, it doesn't make any sense, but people are just looking at how fast can I lose the weight, right? They're not looking at like how long you'll be able to do that for. That's one of the biggest problems. So again, everything that you do or consider, you really got to bounce it off of, is that something I want to do? Which brings me back to the goal weight. Like when you choose a goal weight, people usually are not very good at choosing goal weights. You watching this right now are probably, your goal weight's probably not very good because it probably doesn't have much meaning behind it. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, right? And so I always ask, what's the goal weight? Okay, why'd you choose that? I don't know. That's what I weighed when I was 18. That's what I weighed when I got married. That's what I weighed when I lost weight at White Watchers a bunch of years ago. You know, that's it. That's, that's your goal. That's why you want to weigh that. So you have to understand a lot of people put their goal weight in a vacuum. They just, I want to weigh that. And they don't take into account the fact that you've got to live and eat a certain way in order to achieve that weight. And a lot of people choose a weight that they're not willing to live and eat at. So that's the core incongruency a lot of people are dealing with, that they're picking a weight that they don't want to live at. Yeah, they wouldn't mind me in the weight, but they don't like living and eating that way. So you've got to choose your goal weight based on which goal weight's going to, which weight's going to give you the best quality of life. And that takes into account how you're going to live and eat. You've got to take that into account, don't you? <laughs> right? Because it's like, like what you weigh right now, it's not that you can't weigh less. It's that you aren't willing to live and eat that way right now. Right? You know, Mary Lou, yes, I find when I eat healthy, I eat less, but feel fuller. Yeah, of course. Right? That, that's what healthy natural food does to you. Processed food, you got to understand. Like you're, you're, you're th- the way you're thinking about processed food is completely wrong. You need to think about processed food like food cigarettes. Because A, it's the cigarette companies that own a lot of the processed food companies. Did you know Nabisco and RJ Reynolds are, are literally merged? You know, did you know the parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris? You know, they, they, the cigarette companies divested from cigarettes back in the 70s and went into food. And so now they're looking to make the most addictive substance, the most addictive products they can, and they use the most aggressive marketing to sell them. And so if you're eating processed foods and you're wondering why you're always hungry, look no further, folks. <laughs> I mean, it's not, this ain't a mystery. Um, they literally, you know, they're creating foods, these foods in labs by chemists. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how they're creating these foods. So anyways, yeah, the more natural you eat, the easier it is to lose weight and feel full. Um, thoughts on intermittent fasting for morning workouts. Do you have to eat after a hit workout? I'm not a workout expert, so, um, I'm not really qualified to answer that. Um, but again, intermittent fasting, 
you know, yeah, the, the fasted working on all that, the science of that, I, I'm just not an expert. So I'm going to skip that. Um, how to lose weight after having an eating disorder. Um, I'm not an expert on eating disorders either, so I, I don't like to speak out of scope. I'm an expert on helping people that are overweight live at their goal weight, and especially people that are overthinkers, perfectionists, successful at some area of their life, usually professionally. Um, I help them map those skills over to mastering their weight. And so, to be honest, I have had almost no interface with eating disorders until I got onto TikTok about a year ago. And that was a very eye-opening experience because I've been, <laughs> on my own personal journey of weight mastery for 30 years, I've been doing this professionally for 20 years, done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And so my whole world has been helping people that are overweight, struggling with their weight to lose weight. And so all of a sudden, when I put these strategies and, and ideas out into the TikTok world, I realized, oh, there's eating disorder people watching this. Oh, okay. They can take a lot of things wrong. Where I think everyone meets together is, I will say this about the eating disorder. I think where you want to start with is what I was just talking about, choosing a goal weight that's really congruent. I think a lot of people with eating disorders seem to choose a weight thinking that this weight, this number is going to make everything better, you know, is part of it. And um, it's not, you know what I mean, necessarily. If you're starving yourself, if, you know, you feel like you're doing something wrong, if you're hurting your health, you can't congruently have a great quality of life in that situation, in my opinion. And so I think you really want to aim at eating disorder, someone who's overweight. I think where we all meet in the middle is making this a process that's really aimed at how can I be the best version of myself? What's the best version of me? And having an eating disorder is probably not that, right? Because you're, you're, you're weak, you're, you're not, psychologically it doesn't feel right, it feels unbalanced, you're still not happy with yourself anyways. So if we aim at what's the best version of me? I find that to be the best goal for everyone. And it's because it's bigger than the weight. The weight in and of itself is not enough motivation. It's the wrong way, you know? What do you think about leaky gut? Um, I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian. I don't like to get into too much specifics about that. Um, you know, what I tend to, I, I have the same prescription for everything. And it's really, it's moving into a more natural diet and a more natural, healthy lifestyle. Um, but when I get into the specifics, leaky gut is definitely not my um, my forte. I've got to hit a bunch of these where it's not my my expertise. So you guys are tuning in and I'm not answering any questions, but I will. Everything you say makes so much sense. You're really changing my mindset. That is awesome. I love to hear that, okay? By the way, everyone, if you're here, go to my bio and click that link and get your hypnosis session. I give you a free hypnosis session. It's the New Thin Me session. Um, it's a kickstart session. And so... Um, it's, it's good. If you've never listened to hypnosis or you have, you should listen to this um, because you'll get to experience what this approach to weight mastery feels like. It's not a willpower-based approach. So what you can expect is you'll listen to the session and it'll help clarify and connect you to the goal you have. And that'll create natural motivation in you to make better food choices without having to rely on willpower. And so it's really interesting to watch that. And then there's a training, three steps to master your weight. You really ought to watch that. Okay, because I break down the whole a whole different approach to mastering your weight than you're probably thinking of. Okay, so it's all free. Go to my site and check that out. Um, Brooklyn Dog Mama, how you doing? 3.8 pounds away from my goal. I've been doing 5.2. Is it normal to still feel anxious about gaining? Yeah, I think so. I think that lasts for a while, to be honest. Um, but, you know, great job being aware of it. You know, that's the key thing. I was just doing a coaching call and I was talking about that, that so much of change is preceded by awareness. You know, a lot of times people just want to be impatient, just change, ah, I'm just going to change this. But I, I know for a fact you're, you're better served by paying attention to the subtle thoughts and emotions that you feel and then dealing with those, you know? Um, because a lot of things are 
like counterintuitive, you know, especially weight loss. I get this so much. I was just talking to someone and they were, there was, I don't know if she's still here, but um, how they'd lost weight in the past. And it, it created a lot of anxiety for a number of reasons. You know, this is what I'm trying to say. Listen, if, if just losing weight was the most magical, amazing thing on the planet, why did you ever put the weight back on? I know that you've lost weight. You, you know what I mean? Like, like it's not just losing weight. Weight and money are like this in the sense that they're means to an end. And you can't just focus on the outcome. You can't just focus on making money. You can't just focus on losing weight because that's typical. It leads to problems. If all you care about the weight loss, that's not bad. It just doesn't feel right. And if all you care about is making money, it, it, you know what I mean? Like it's not enough. You know, what do I say? Like, oh, here's a, a million dollars a year, but the job is robbing uh, senior citizens. Oh, you know what I mean? But it's like, oh, oh yeah, you can live your goal weight, but you got to just drink water for the next year and forever. <laughs> no one wants to do that. So you've got to look at both sides of the equation you know, and realize that it's not just the outcome you're aiming at. The outcome doesn't override a shitty process. And if I had, I was doing a call today and they go in the past, they'd lost weight and they go, I did it through what they say. I wrote this down. Cause I thought this was so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it, it was just enlightening. They're like, I did it through starvation, desperation and perspiration. <laughs> but now they're working with me and it's like, you know, they, uh, it didn't work. You, you know what I mean? Like it, it didn't last. And so, um, you know, it, how you do it is, is more important, really, right? Because if you can't sustain it or keep it up, what's the point? But yeah, it's normal to feel anxious about gaining, but just keep relaxing and keep focusing on the process and optimizing and tweaking and making it easier and better for yourself. Uh, I'm going to struggle to lose the last 15 pounds. Wow, I lost 65 so far, but it's getting so hard to keep going. Tips. Yeah, Amna, um, if I'm saying that right. What I always suggest to people, you're kind of in this weird plateau and what I would suggest is anytime you hit a plateau, you treat it as maintenance practice because this is this is the worst part of weight loss. This is this is probably why I do these every day for free because the worst thing to me is people that stick to a plan and do everything and lose the weight and then they put it back on, which is 95% of the people. How's that possible, right? I believe it's because you never ever practice being at your goal weight. Right. Most people, they know what it's like to be overweight and you know what it's like to be on a diet and you're one or the other. Right. Give me some hearts. Is that true for you all? I don't know. Like, is it true? Like you're either overweight or you're on a diet. It's that. That's it. It's binary. Never do you practice being at your goal weight. Never do you practice thinking like a thin, healthy person. And so how are you going to become that version of yourself? If you've never practiced it. Now, I know what you think. It's magically, I'm just going to, I'll lose the weight and then I'll be so motivated to keep it. I'll just do everything right. But I mean, look around, dude. I mean, look at, look at your experience. Is that what happened? You know, now I could get into the depths of it. I, a lot of this, this is why we program yourself then, before I tell you this, listen, you don't like the extra weight. I know you don't like being overweight. I know that. But you can't deny that you're familiar with it. You've been overweight for a while. You know how to get on in the world as an overweight person. So you're familiar with it, which means you're comfortable with it. And so changing that, it, it, it's good on one level, but it's also terrifying on another level because it's a new reality. It's an uncertainty. It's an unknown. And that creates its own tension, which is why in Program Yourself Thin, one of the first things we start with, again, we treat it as an inside-out approach. I believe that you right now weigh exactly what you want to weigh. I truly believe you weigh exactly what you want to weigh subconsciously. I think your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. I think you think of yourself as an overweight person. And ta-da, you, you're an overweight person. If you took my brain and put it in an overweight person's body, we're going to start losing weight. 
I think of myself as a thin person. I have strategies. I know how to handle motions. I got all these different, you know, things I can tap into. So I, I'm not saying that to offend you. I'm saying it to point out what I think is truly in control of your weight, which no diet is ever even aiming at, right? Because what, what is every diet doing? They're just telling you what to do. And then what do you do? You try and force yourself to do it. And it always feels like you're fighting against yourself, doesn't it? And eventually what happens? You just stop trying to force yourself to do it and you go back to being your normal self. Done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Everyone's always lost some weight and I always say, why'd you put the weight back on? And it's always some version of, I didn't feel like myself. Yeah, you don't feel like yourself. Just because you're thin now, now it feels weird. Do you not believe that? I don't know. Maybe you don't believe that, but I've seen that over and over again. And to me, that's the core of it. So what I would say to you, Amna, is start calm down because what a lot of people do is they trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And once the scale stops going down, now there's no pleasure in their life. So with Program Yourself, then we're starting off. Who do you want to be? This literally, there's three pillars to mastering your weight, the mindset, lifestyle, eating. And so in the program, there's a workbook, fill in the blank workbook where you create your own customized weight mastery roadmaps, blueprints. And we start with mindset. And so after we get through motivation, which is the very first piece, then that's the engine that drives the thing. Once we get to work, we start working on the self-image. Who do you want to be? That's the process. What's the best version of you? What's the best Amna? Because you're not thinking, I just want to lose weight. 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 That's what you're thinking the whole time. I know that's the weight loss mantra you're thinking about. And now the weight loss starts to slow down, which it typically does as you get close to your goal. And now you're like, oh, I just want to lose that weight. But what's going to happen when you lose the weight? Folks, getting to your goal weight is not a finish line. It's a starting line. I hope you realize that. And in Program Yourself, then we, we do that starting line right from day one. We start with your maintenance plan because you need, to, you need time to practice and prepare yourself to be a thin, healthy person. And that's what happens. Once you get to your goal weight, now you're, you're no longer that overweight person. You're now a thin person. You're now a person who's at their goal weight. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to feel. You're going to feel fucking panic because you're not prepared to live that way. You're going to freak out. And what your brain's going to say is, holy shit, I don't want to put the weight back on. You're going to go, you're going to flip like this. It's happening to you now. And you're going to flip from, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight to, oh shit, I don't want to put the weight on. I don't want to put the weight on. I don't want to put the weight on. I don't know. Maybe that's not what you think, but that's what most people feel. And you got to deal with that. Um, just had a baby trying to lose my baby weight now, five weeks postpartum. Um, congratulations on having the baby. Hope it's, hope it's nice and healthy. And um, yeah, take it easy though. Okay, listen, have a little bit of patience. I know that's not what you want to hear, but I, if I were you, I'd focus on recovery. Okay, that's a lot. Obviously being pregnant and then giving birth is a lot. And then having a brand new baby is a lot. Okay, so what I would suggest to you is you really focus more on the lifestyle habits rather than not eating and losing weight and start focusing on getting as much sleep as you possibly can. It's hard with a baby, but get your sleep. One thing I wish I knew with my kids, I wish I took more advantage of times when I could have got more sleep, you know, and so look for opportunities to nap. Every chance you get, get some sleep, drink some water, relax, do things to kind of self-care is more important now than weight loss. Right, because if you take care of your self-care right now, you'll set yourself up for the weight loss when it's more appropriate. I don't know if you want to hear that, but that's what I, my suggestion would be. Uh, I've been listening to you, thinking thin. Is it just past conditioning? Um, yeah, it's always just past conditioning. You know what I mean? Like, like again, it's kind of like I give an example, right? So I, I was talking someone in the program the other day. They teach English at, English as a second language, and I thought that was such a great metaphor because 
the way people approach weight loss all the time is like they're going to stop. They're going to they're going to let go. They're going to lose weight, lose weight, let it go, let it go, let go. I'm the same person. I'm just going to let go of the weight. And that's bullshit. That is not what's happening. Okay. The real transformation you're looking for is not losing weight. It's becoming the person you want to be. And so it's like I was comparing that to a language. Like if you're teaching a Spanish speaker how to speak English, your, your strategy isn't to make them forget Spanish so they just automatically speak English. They don't know how to speak English. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You can't just want to lose weight because you don't know how to be a thin, healthy person. You need to generate those thoughts and ideas, that new conditioning, that new programming. That's how you become a thin, healthy person. I don't know. Is this, am I talking crazy here? I don't know. Like it's, I say this stuff and it sounds so like normal and natural to me. Thanks for the hearts. Cause sometimes I don't know. I, I, I know I'm not talking crazy cause I've just, I've worked with too many people and helped too many people. Um, but it's like, it is a weird play. I'll tell you like, you know what I mean? Like in the, in the, when it comes to weight loss, Christ, what a crazy world the weight loss world is. You know, it's a $65 billion a year industry and there's not a fucking answer in sight. Folks, how long have you been trying to lose weight for with diets and all the bullshit that's out there? And if you're honest with yourself, let's be honest, you know as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet, which is say you have no idea. Let's be honest, you don't. Just because you know you shouldn't eat carbs, just because you know you need to lower your calories, so what? That's like nothing. What it comes down to is you know enough about what you need to do to lose weight, you don't know how to get yourself to do it, which is to say you have zero training and ability, strategies and skill sets of how to influence your mindset. There's not a diet out there that really deals with your mindset. And this is why you're stuck. This is why you think about weight loss 24 hours a day and you never actually make it happen. You know? I feel anxious about repeating history. Yeah, that too. That too, Brooklyn Dog Mama. That's so true. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The worst thing that happens for a person is not that they try diets and they don't work. The worst thing that can happen is you do the diet and it works. And then you put the weight back on. Most people can only handle that a couple times. It's devastating because what happens is subconsciously you start associating even losing weight with failure. And, and that is where most of my clients end up coming to me. Um, listen, I, we always joke, and this is true. The hypnotist is the solution of last resort. Right? No, no, one, no one starts their weight loss journey off with the hypnotist. You, you end up there when nothing else works, you know? And, and that's what I do. And, and so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's hard, right? Because now you have this belief in the back of your mind, oh, I've lost weight before, and then I put it all back on. And that, that's probably the thing that makes people stuck more than anything else, you know, because again, now even success is failure, you know? And so the, the solution to that is, again, you have to have a completely different approach and it cannot be dieting. It can't just be behavior-based. You can't just change how you eat. It's not going to last. I, what do you want me to tell you? I want it to last. I want this just to be easy, you to lose the weight and live at your goal weight forever. That's what I want. My mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. But I'm not going to sit here and fucking bullshit you with dumb stuff. I'm not going to say dumb shit to you. I, I, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's why I do this stuff for free. It's too much to me. My dad died of a heart attack at 54. This is life and death to me. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you about, oh, just do cardio, just do keto, just do intermittent fat. Like, there's no one tactic that's going to solve this for you. You need a comprehensive approach to master your weight. You, if you think you're going to be the same person, but now I'm going to reveal to you for the first time you've ever seen, don't eat carbs. And that's the thing you needed to change your weight forever. 
I'm not saying that it doesn't work for anyone. There's always outliers. But for the vast majority of people, it's not going to work because you're not going to want to fucking live that way. Do you want to never eat a pizza or a piece of cake again? Is that the life you want? Is that the best quality of life for you? Is to never eat a piece of cake and pizza again? Because that sounds awful to me. I don't give a shit what weight I'm at. <laughs> you know? So what I want is I, I want to be at my goal weight, but I also want to be able to the foods I like. Anyways, do you have a podcast? I'd love to listen to you speaking about this on a daily, weekly basis. Yeah, great, great. That's a great idea. And I do have a podcast. This is literally the podcast, um, but you can listen on to all the podcast platforms. It's Program Yourself Thin, um, and it's on all of them. And so, yeah, you'd be you'd do well to listen to this every day because that's one of the core hypnotic techniques is repetition. You know, and if you think about it, if you look at every food commercial you see, every commercial, but every food commercial especially, is a mini hypnosis session. They're looking to influence your subconscious mind to crave those foods. And you'll notice that if you watch a couple hours of TV, you're going to see the same ads multiple, multiple times because repetition is one of those powerful hypnotic techniques. That's why my program, again, we, we got like, you know, there's hypnosis sessions strategically placed throughout the day because hearing these things repetitively really important where are you getting positive suggestions from come on man you know now you're not getting them you know what i mean you're not getting any positive suggestions so anyways listen to my podcast is it, it, smart it's smart because it'll change your mindset a bit and if you're really serious get my program that, that's the best way to do it for me it's no longer about being the smallest but now it's about being strong mobile and healthy that's awesome cassie that's a great great distinction um is it a waste of time lifting weights if i eat a thousand calorie deficit um i don't I don't think it's ever a, a waste of time lifting weights because getting stronger is always a positive thing. Um, in terms of losing weight by lifting weights and then cutting a, being a huge calorie deficit, you'll have to bounce it off your own experience. You know, if you feel exhausted doing that, then I'd probably shift what you're doing. But if you feel amazing, then I'd continue doing it. You know, um, I've been on the Valencia lifestyle for over 50 days. It's helped a lot with my disordered eating. What's the Valencia lifestyle? Let's find out. I always like to learn new things. Valencia makes me think of Valencia oranges and Valencia Spain. Valencia lifestyle. What do we got? Well, I don't see anything. Usually I'll see something, but let me know what that means. I don't know what the Valencia lifestyle means, but anything that helps you is great. On your bio, which category is it under? The free hypnosis you were talking about. Oh, it's right in my bio. It's a link. Um, so if you go to my bio, there's a link there. Click that link. It'll bring you to a page. You put a little bit of information in. And um, then it, it takes me a couple minutes to process it. So I say, I bring you to a page of three steps to master your way. It's a training. And then you, in your email within 10, 15 minutes, you'll get the uh, link to the session. And then one of the things I'm working on, this is kind of cool, is it's a mindset program that's customized to your situation. So when you when you get the hypnosis session, it'll ask you some stuff like your age, weight range you want to lose, just some, a couple of questions. And so I got this other program coming at you that's tailored to your specific situation. So again, get on my email list. I got a bunch of cool stuff um, coming there. So definitely get on my email list. Um, and that's how you do it. Just click the link in my bio or go to programyourselfthin.com um, and you can get to it that way as well. I've tried everything but can't lose weight. Uh, your name's Sue Mo. Um, you haven't tried everything, okay? Don't, don't say that. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picking on you, but don't say that because you probably haven't tried a mindset-based approach, you know? And, and this is what I find. And once you, when you 
we think in mantras. Let's just think of it that way. Because even in Program Yourself, then there's hypnosis sessions and they all have weight loss mantras in them because your mindset is really just a collection of mantras, just things you kind of consistently think. Right? They create neural pathways and we just kind of think in those same ways. And so saying I've tried everything but can't lose weight, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight, that's a very unhelpful hypnotic suggestion and it's not true. You have not tried everything. Technically, it's not true and even, you know, theoretically, it's just not true. Uh, you haven't tried a mindset-based approach. I, I guarantee it. Because if you did, you wouldn't have said that anyways, but uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, can you have one cheat day? Uh, in Program Yourself Thin, we have we follow a 5-2 model. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. I don't like calling it a cheat day. Cheating's not good in pretty much any context. And so really, you want to aim at pleasure. Taking your favorite foods and making them the kind of crown jewel of your eating plan is a great strategy because so much of your eating depends on dopamine, being able to look forward to it. Do you know that you have more wiring for the anticipation of pleasure than the actual experience of it while you're eating, right? Because in a natural environment, you needed more motivation to go get the food than to eat it when it was in front of you. So what drives that is dopamine. And so when people start their weight loss plan and they think, okay, no more sugar, no more carbs. That is one of the worst things you can do because it feels instant deprivation. Your mind says, holy shit, I'm never going to eat those things again. And it starts freaking out. So the fastest way to screw my eating up would be to take my two pleasure days away. Right. So I definitely believe in two pleasure days for a lot of reasons. Um, I think it's, I think it's important and crucial. Um, yep. I never maintain my weight. That's what I mean. Like, like you got to practice maintenance. Like, like, that's all you need, folks. All you need to do is practice your maintenance. You guys suck at maintenance. It's not your fault. You never practice it. Right? If you never played the piano and you suck at it, does that mean you're an asshole? Like, you suck? No, it just means I never played the piano. I never practiced it. That's all. You know? You guys never practice maintenance. Let's be honest. You never practice maintenance. You got overweight mode and you got diet mode. And that's it right? <laughs> so it's like, I, listen, so let me, let me speak to that just real quick in a more practical and useful way. I would suggest to you that you stop, stop the goal. Don't let your goal be, I just want to lose weight. And I know that's what you're thinking. I know, talk about a dieter's mantra, right? As I say, we always think of mantras, right? Your mantra, and, I, and you say this, I bet a thousand times a day. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. That's what, that's what you say. I'd suggest that you stop saying that. And instead you say, I want to get back to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot. I want to live the rest of my life at my goal weight on near autopilot. It, it means completely different things to your subconscious mind. And so when you start thinking, I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot, that's way more accurate to what you want. You don't just want to lose weight. Your, your subconscious mind is extremely literal. And I swear, like what ends up happening is you just keep saying, I want to lose the weight. And then you, you get to your goal and now it's just a vacuum. There's nothing, you don't know what to do because you've never even prepared yourself for the maintenance part, ever. Because I ask people, they're losing weight, they're 10 pounds down. I say, okay, well, what are you gonna do when you get your goal weight? And I, I regularly get pretty strong negative reactions to that. You know, like, I don't, I, listen, I'm on a good path. I'll figure that out when I get there. I don't want to think about that right now. I just want to lose the weight. Okay, <laughs> great. But I, I'm here you know, this is why, let me tell you one other thing too. Can, if I can help you avoid a trap, 
Cause they, if you, if you, like, I love when people it's like, especially dieters, they're like, oh, I don't know if I could be hypnotized. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll hypnotize a dieter. You want to feel what hypnosis feels like? You want to know how to hypnotize a dieter like instantly? I'll, I'll give you a good example here, right? Before I do, let me know. Would you guys like? To, I know actually, I do know kind of a secret way to lose twenty pounds in a week. It's healthy. It's natural. You don't have to give up your favorite foods. You twenty pounds in a week, guaranteed. Do you want to know about it? Hit, hit that little like button if you do. I don't know if you do or not. But do you want to know this method I know about? Because I'll tell you right now for free. It's completely natural. Lose as much weight as you want. Ultimately, 20 pounds this week. As soon as you start doing it. You want to know it, right? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to mess with you anymore. But notice that feeling you had. Like, you know it's not true. Like, like your logical conscious mind says, no, no, no. But there's a party that's just like, Oh, please just tell me just I just want to believe it that's hypnosis right your subconscious mind is not you have two minds you have a conscious and a subconscious mind the conscious part of your mind is logical and rational that's the party that wants you to lose weight knows you should lose weight knows what you should do tries to get you to do it that's where your willpower is your subconscious mind oh, thanks for the weights um, your subconscious mind is the part of your mind that runs all your habitual thoughts feelings and behaviors but it's not logical and rational. If your subconscious mind was logical and rational, weight loss would be a breeze. It would be like you were a robot. And imagine if you were a robot and you could just type in what you're going to eat all day and then you just ate it. You just did that. It'd be easy to lose weight, right? Problem is, you know what to do. You have the intention, but then it gets time to do it and some part of you compels you to do the other thing. That's your subconscious mind. It's not good or bad. It's just doing what it's been programmed to do. And so... What we're doing with hypnosis is we're speaking to this part of your mind. We're bypassing the critical faculty, which is your conscious mind, and putting new positive suggestions in your subconscious mind, okay? But that, that subconscious part of your mind, that, that part of you that knows it's not real, that knows there's no way to naturally healthy, eat your favorite foods and lose 20 pounds in a week, the part of you that believed that it was true and wanted to know, that's your subconscious mind, and it's very powerful. And so... We want to use that part of your mind to change your weight. And you're not doing that. What you're doing to try and lose weight is you have your subconscious programming. This is the part of you. Um, you don't have to remember to, to snack at night when you sit and watch TV, right? <laughs> you never just forget to do that, right? And that's because your subconscious mind associates snacking with sitting on the sofa watching TV. And so you say, oh, you know what? Time to go on a diet, right? And so what a diet is, it's saying, okay, I'm going to consciously use my willpower to fight against my subconscious programming. And so your subconscious program just happens on autopilot. It takes almost no energy. And it says, oh, eight o'clock, we're sitting on the sofa, time to snack. And now your conscious mind has to leap into action and say, nope, nope, we're not doing that. We're on a diet, remember? And your conscious mind says, yeah, but, but it's eight o'clock. Let's eat the ice cream. No, 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 we can't do it. We're not doing it. Come on, we're going to go on a diet. We want to lose weight. Come on. No, come on. It's eight o'clock though. Let's just eat some ice cream. We always eat ice cream now. No, 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 not anymore. We're on a diet. We're a new day. No more sugar. I'm not doing that. We're not doing it, right? That's what it feels like. Now, what you don't know is that your conscious mind comes from your prefrontal cortex. It's 10% of your brain anatomically. The other part of your brain is way bigger and it's way optimized to be energy efficient. Your conscious mind uses tons of energy. And what happens is your conscious willpower goes down like this every day. It starts at its highest point. It goes down every day. It's like a muscle. So by the time you get to the night, you don't have hardly any willpower anyways. And that subconscious mind, it takes nothing. Hey, it's eight o'clock. Let's eat the ice cream. And it's like, oh, no, we can't. Come on. I, I said I was going to lose weight today. No, come on, but it's just 8 o'clock. And this is you trying to lose weight. And it's like, this is why you can do it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, you know? So what's the alternative? Well, again, program yourself. Then what we're doing is we're using our conscious mind to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you naturally and automatically 
Eight o'clock, time, time to sit and watch TV. Cool. Hey, it's lunchtime. Oh, let's get a salad. I want to eat a salad. You see what I mean? Like, it, it, it's not as easy. I'm not just saying, like, you just think it and you just program it in, like, one second. It takes consistent reinforcement. But this is the process. I'm sitting here funny, folks. My I maintain my weight on autopilot, and I've done that for 30 years. I had one little blip 12 years ago. But it's like, I just, I'm on autopilot. I know what I'm eating for breakfast. I got my, my eating structured, my lifestyle structured, so everything's supporting me. And so it's very easy for me to live at this weight. I love it. I enjoy it because it's part of my personal development. I hope this is making sense to you because if you can understand your mind, you can understand the futility of trying to diet to lose weight. And you'll realize, please hear what I'm saying here. It's not your fault that you haven't lost weight. It is that you have you are following a horse shit strategy of trying to diet. You're trying to consciously micromanage all your food decisions. Your brain's not built for that. You make over 200 food decisions a day. You're already overwhelmed and exhausted from life. And now you're going to take on another 200 decisions a day? No, you're not. You know, and so it's just, it's a shit ass approach. It just doesn't make sense. So it's not you. It's not that you don't have willpower. It's not that you're addicted to sugar. It's not that you're addicted to carbs. It's that you have a, a you have no strategy for how to change your behavior in a realistic way. You know? Oh, how to fix the habit of overeating at dinner. Yeah, that's a big one. But again, going back to the subconscious mind. So now when you eat at dinner, you just overeat. That's just what you naturally do. Right? And so you can try and fight against that for a little while, and then you just go back to what you always do, or you can transform how you're eating at dinner. So I'll give you one strategy that a client used. And again, I hate to just give specific strategies because literally you've got to figure out your own strategies that work for you. So that's why I teach you a process. I give you lots of strategies too. Some of them, you can just use them, but most of the time you got to figure out what works for you. But it's about the process of figuring out your own strategies. But I'll give you one that a client used. So she overrated dinner. So why do you overeat at dinner? Do you ever ask that? You probably don't even know. I just overeat at dinner. I'm trying to stop myself from overeating dinner. Okay, that's it. That's what we're working with. You overeat and they want to stop overeating. That's not very much information. So let's go into a little deeper. Where's your hunger at? Right? Are you walking into dinner starving? Okay, good luck not overeating in that situation. Are you walking into dinner stressed out and simultaneously absolutely exhausted from the day? That ain't a good state to be in. You know what I mean? To eat dinner and not, not overeat. So what your state is when you start dinner has a huge impact on how much you're going to eat. So one of the things that, that she came up with after we talked about this is she put a snow globe in front of her plate where she typically ate. And so she would start each meal. She'd turn the snow globe over, put it down, and she would take that time to just relax, calm down, decompress, let go of the day and go into dinner feeling much more calm and relaxed. There's just one example out of many, but, but can you see, again, I don't want you to get caught up on the specifics of a snow globe. I want you to recognize the process of understanding the deeper factors that are leading you to overeat so that you can resolve them in a real way. Again, what you're trying to do, your weight loss approach is always some version of you consciously forcing yourself to act different. And that's a short-term strategy at best. We want to change the way that we act, you know, at the, at the core level, that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, Erica says, so true, I agree, I weigh what I want to weigh. Hard reality to accept. But again, it's an empowering reality. You do weigh what you want to weigh subconsciously, I promise you. And um, yeah, it is a tough pill to swallow, but it's such an empowering pill to swallow because it puts you back in control. Notice, that compare that to the belief, oh, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. 
is there a more disempowering belief? Like if you believe at your core that no matter what you do, you're not going to lose the weight, how hard are you going to try? You know? If someone tells me, oh, you know, Jim, we just had a discovery. If you run really fast and flap your arms really fast, you can actually fly around like a bird. I'm not going to try that hard because I don't believe it, you know? But if I did believe it, like if all of a sudden that, that was, if I watched someone do it, well, now I'm going to, I'd love to do that, you know? But, but, you know, again, it's important. If you don't believe you can lose weight, which you don't because you associate weight loss with dieting, you know, and you fail with so many diets that now you just believe I can't lose the weight. But it's because you... Listen, folks, you've been conditioned by the diet industry to only think about weight loss as in a diet. What are the three ways you're going to learn to, what you're going to try and lose weight? You ask a thousand Americans how to lose weight. What are you going to hear? Diet, surgery, medicine. Huh. Diets, they make money off their shitty diets. Surgery, they make money off their shitty surgeries. And medicine, they make money off their shitty medicines. And I don't mean they're all shitty because for some people they work and they're a godsend. But for the majority of people, they're not the answer. They're not the whole answer. And so isn't it interesting that the only solutions we know about are ones that cost us money? Now my program costs money too, but it's a different type of thing because the diets are all, the diets are all owned by big food companies. You know, you wonder why you've been trying to die for 40 years and gotten nowhere. Hmm. Hmm. Is it any wonder that, that Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products was owned by the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Slim Fast owned by the same company owns Ben and Jerry's. You really think these companies want you to eat less of their bullshit food products? I don't, you know? So yeah, if you're wondering why you're spinning your wheels, look at where those ideas are coming from and demand next time you want to lose weight that there's some mindset component. Do you not think that your mindset has a big part in how you behave? Do you think just knowing what to eat is enough? Really? Really? Then how come you succeed sometimes and then you don't? You got the strategy. You've proven that it can work for you. So what's the difference between when you're following it and when you're not? Is it your mindset? Okay. Do you have any ability to change your mindset? Do you have any strategy to change your mindset? Most people don't. So how are you ever going to succeed with it? You know, I need you to move in with me and tell me about this every day. It's true. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, again, listen, here's your options. Please, first of all, well, listen to the podcast, right? Because you get a, a big dose of me every day. And, I, and just listen. I get people all the time succeeding. Just listen to my podcast. But then go get the hypnosis session so you can experience that and watch that training. The training lays out the full system, okay? So you, so you want to have, you have no concept in your mind. It's a, it's a vacuum. You think about weight loss, you think about dieting, and that's it. You think about losing weight. You have literally no concept in your mind for how to live at that weight long term. It doesn't exist. So watch the training. At least now you'll have an idea in your mind. And then if you're really serious, obviously you can work with me. <laughs> It's the deal of the century right now. It's not going to last long. So if you get to work with me is the, the most powerful thing you do. But, but listening to me is the next best thing. I think I was dieting to look the way I thought everyone else's expectations of me was. Pink roses, that's brilliant. And that's, actually, that's absolutely true. It's called extrinsic motivation. It's based on what other people are going to think about when you lose the weight. It's the shittiest form of motivation. It doesn't last, doesn't work most of the time. And you're right on the money. So you need to find deeper reasons. You just read my mind while wow, you have a really unique mindset weight loss approach. I do. I know your mindset more than you do. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I read 50 books a year. I've been at this. I'm obsessed with it because to me, it's life or death. I'm not, I don't give a shit. Listen, I do give a shit. I want you to look good at the beach, okay? But I'm way more interested in you living as long as you can and having the best quality of life while you're here. All right, that's what I'm in. So this is, this is a real mission for me. Um, so yeah, and so I do know people's mindsets, you know? Um. <laughs> let's see oh shit whoops sounds much better that's what I need to maintain it 
What's up, Vincent Independent? See, now I've kind of got caught up talking. I'm going to move through these questions. This is so helpful. Thank you. You are welcome. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> impossible. Well, Mary Lou said impossible. She knew. No thanks. All right, I do it. Uh, yeah, I got y'all. You're so helpful. Thank you. Love your lives. You're welcome. Thank you. Mom on TikTok. Hey, Jim. Thanks for all the great info. You are welcome. What's your professional opinion about Ozempic? Um, yeah, Ozempic. You know, like I like to answer that question by tossing it back to you and asking you, in your life, right, in all your years on this earth, and you've seen a lot of weight loss promises, right? In your life, what one miracle cure on the weight loss has has worked out? Right? What? what? Name me one. Which one? What do we got? What comes up? Right? What do we got? What do we got? Is there anything? I'm waiting. I want to see. <laughs> Write something in there. In your whole life, right? I'm almost 50, so I, I've thought about this a lot. I can't think anything. But what, what miracle medication, cure, surgery, diet, which one thing? Because everything's about one tactic. Understand this. You understand diet marketing? It's all built around the one tactic. They know you're overwhelmed and exhausted and frustrated at weight loss. So every diet has to be about one simple thing. Just get rid of carbs. Just count points. Just stop eating for 16 hours. Just eat Mediterranean food. Whatever. It's always one thing. Sounds so simple. It's like a carnival game. Sounds simple, but it's not. It's not easy to implement it. And Ozempic's just another one, you know? It's, oh, well, it's just a tool. Okay, it's a tool you want to commit to forever? Forever? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like you have to do it forever. As soon as you stop doing it, it stops working. You know, and then, then how about you use it? Now you get out of the diabetic range. So now it's not a medical necessity. So now you got to pay two grand a month. You know, people are busting my balls about, oh, it's a thousand dollars to work with you, but you're going to pay $2,000 every month <laughs> to take this medicine that might give you thyroid cancer. It makes you sick. I got clients on it. You know what they deal with? Yeah. It helps you not eat because you're nauseous all the time. That's a common effect it has. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. So that's my professional opinion on it. I, I just think it's, I think in five years we won't be talking about semaglutides. You know, I, that's what I think. I think we'll have moved past on to the next bullshit, you know? So again, to me, it's like, if it's not a holistic, comprehensive, lifestyle-based, mindset-based approach to mastering your weight so you can become the best version of yourself, I don't have a whole lot of faith in it, you know, long-term. And I'm all about long-term. I don't give a shit if you can lose 20 pounds in a month. I don't care. I'm about as long as possible, not as soon as possible. And um, that served me well. Even with my family when I'm not hungry. Yeah, that that's challenging. With other people, it's a big challenge, you know. It doesn't get talked too much, you know. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> Natalie Stakes. I got it, I got you. I was just going to reel low. <laughs> he said, oh, dude, you just want to hear your own voice. I do, though. I do love hearing my own voice, I guess. Ozempic oh, horrible, has a lot of side effects and doesn't work. I know many people have tried it. It's true. I mean, you know, again, you're getting the, the highlights of it because there's a lot of money behind it, you know, and it's just the same shit they do. They just push that for a while and then they'll finally, you know, okay, that doesn't work on the next thing. And it's like, I don't know, at some point you gotta take a step back and, uh, you know, just realize the, the, the scam that's at work, you know, I think that's a big part of it. Um, it's a quick fix, but you put it all back on. Yeah, exactly. You know? Ozempic gave me really bad abdominal pain, no nausea, but lots of pain that sent me to the ER. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean. It's like, uh, I don't know. And, and it just, it's, it's not the real solution. I, I get it. I'm not judging anyone. You know, like, again, I'm, I'm here to support people. And if 
I always say with program yourself, then program yourself, then it's diet agnostic. It's, it's methodology agnostic. Um, I've had people that get on, they say, okay, I want to, can I do the program because I want to, lo- I have to lose weight in order to get the surgery. Right. And I say, oh yeah, but, but can you just promise me if you, if you lose the 20 pounds with this method that you'll just see if you can just do it all with that, you know, but people get such in a mindset, you know, and again, what you've been trained with weight loss, and this is very intentional diet industry is a $65 billion year industry, but it's like, you've been trained to look for a quick fix. You know, you're always just, all your energy and focus is on quick fixes. And if you took all that energy and just dedicated to resolving the problem, you know, in a, in a structured, systematic, strategic way, you get right to where you want to be. I and mean, that's what Program Yourself Thin's about. You know, it's about having this weight mastery blueprint that you fill out. Mindset, how to think like a thin person. Lifestyle, how to live like a thin person. in eating, how to eat like a thin person that resonates for you. Like your own plan based around what you like to eat, how you live your life, you know, what, what you do. Because I, I could give you my lifestyle. I could give you my eating plan. Why would I do that? You're not me. You don't live like me. You're not me. You don't like the same foods I like. You know, you've got to take it upon yourself to figure out what works for you, what resonates with you. Just a plan that, you want the plan that causes the most weight loss, it's water fasting. But do you want to do that? No. Okay, you've got to take the other piece into account. You can't just look at what gives me the fastest weight loss. You know, that's what drives me nuts. I see that all that. I see the same shit you do. All the weight loss, especially Ozempic now, right? You, you go, you scroll through TikTok. What do you do? You see the person, you got the, the papers behind them, how long they've been on it, how much weight they lost. And um, it's, oh God. And you're so desperate. I get it. But it's like, is that really the answer? You know, I, I don't believe it is. I, I've, I mean, I talked to someone on Ozempic who's not promoting it. And that's just, that's another weight loss thing. Right, the person that's done something keto, intermittent fasting, whatever, and now it's like the miracle cure, you know. And it's like I see these people. It doesn't matter to me whether they're keto and fasting, ozempicking, surgerying it, whatever they're doing. And I hear about their big weight loss. I'm always hearing about how much weight they lost and how much time. And my mind says, yeah, how long are you going to keep it off for? Where are you going to be next month, next year at this time? That's what I'm concerned with. And that's how I started programming yourself. Didn't came out of me learning neurolinguistic programming, which is really the science of modeling. You know, figuring out what people got the results that you want to get and figuring out how they did it. Not just what they did, but how they got themselves to do it. And so a lot of those people are at the Y, people that had lost weight and kept it off for at least a couple of years. And I began speaking with them. And it was clear as day that they thought about themselves, food, exercising, their health, their lifestyle, completely different than all the people that I'd been around up to that point. And that was such an enlightening experience. They weren't dieting. They weren't fighting against food. They, they had figured out how to live as thin people by changing the way they thought about things. And, and that's what Program Yourself Thin is built on. And so any solution, weight loss solution that doesn't involve a very robust mindset component, I don't have a lot of faith in. Because I think if you're going to continue to be the same person you are, you're going to continue to weigh what you weigh. I think you have a self-image. I think people say, "Oh, what about a weight set point?" Yeah, I believe in a weight set weight weight set point, and I think it's primarily mental. I think you think of yourself as an overweight person. That's what I think. I think that's what you think you are. And I think until that changes, you're never going to keep the weight off. I mean, how do you explain it? I mean, I worked with people that get the surgery that lose 150 pounds and put it back on. Their stomach's this big. How'd you put that weight back on? Well, I just eat all day now. 
You know, you know there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to be snarky with, with the weight thing, but I'm just trying to use that as a prove a point that even when you surgically, you know, shrink a stomach down to an eighth of its size and you can't eat more than this much food at a sitting, you can still put the weight back on if your mindset doesn't change. So to me, that's very instructive that the mindset is the main thing that's impacting your weight. And so if you're following plans that are not... um that are not based, have no mindset component to it, how are you going to succeed? I, I don't have the answer to that question. You'd have to let me know, but you know, I think the mindset's the key. Um, the best advice I've ever heard and actually works is Jim's advice and mindset. Thanks, Jim. Oh, you're welcome, Miss Independent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just does work. It works because I didn't, I, I'm like, I did kind of come up with a lot of this stuff, like, but it's not coming up with it. It's really just like knowing where to look and looking for it over a lot of years. And so eventually strategies and, and ideas just reveal themselves. And after a while, you, you know, I put them into a, a system, but it's all stuff from people. I'm just modeling people have gotten the results I already want. You're doing that, but you're just, you're just looking at what they did on the outside and you're trying to, oh, tell me how you ate. Tell me what you did. I'll just do it but you're never taking account. Well, who gives a shit what they did? Are you going to be able to do that for long? That's the interesting question. And you never think about that because you're just focused on losing the weight. You think of, you think about your weight loss, like a short term thing. You think like, oh, I'm going to do this until I lose the weight. That's how you think about weight loss. You think like a dieter, you're overweight or a dieter. Those are your two mindsets currently. And so it's about developing a thin and healthy mindset, which it's like learning another language. You can't just not think about English. You have to interface with that language and learn how to speak it. Princess Robin, I like that name. Do you have any advice for losing weight while dealing with chronic illness? Um, yes, in what I, it's the same advice I give to anyone who's dealing with stressful situations, and that's to put the weight loss second. And I know no one wants to hear that, but listen, there's times in life where weight loss really is not, it's not, it's not the first thing that ought to be on your mind. Someone just said like that they're five weeks after having a baby. I don't know. I, that must be your first baby. <laughs> listen, you're in for a long ride of, of being completely depleted and exhausted. So the first thing I'd suggest right now is going to improve your quality of life now is not losing weight. It's getting sleep. It's taking care of yourself. It's relaxing. It's the self-care stuff you know, and then get yourself ready to lose weight. So same with the chronic illness, I would focus on those lifestyle factors. The lifestyle factors we go, the habits we go through in the program in order of importance, proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, proper breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude, right? And so when it's chronic illness, aim at those things because those things are going to help the chronic illness. And then when you start feeling a bit better, now it's easier to make food choices to help you drop the weight. I hope that makes sense. You know, that's the mindset in the program that we go through. Um, yeah, eating, there you go. Miss independent said it just, yeah. Walking, eating health and add the other stuff to it. Um, hold on a second. Uh, yeah. Um, Tracy says it's true. It has to be a holistic process. Of course, right? Of course it has to be a comprehensive process. Even the lifestyle pieces folks, right? So what would I say mindset, lifestyle, eating, because your eating flows out of how you feel. So you could have all the mindset stuff in the world too, by the way. You could have the best eating strategy in the world. Don't sleep tonight. Wake up tomorrow exhausted and let me know how you do. Don't drink any water and be dehydrated. Let me know how your eating is. Be stressed out all the time. Let me know how your, your diet plan's going, right? Don't nourish your body. Let me know. Don't move. Don't meditate and quiet your mind. You know what I mean? Like it, it's got to be a holistic thing because again, it's not just about losing weight. 
it's about being the best version of yourself, you know? So, so that's a, a key part of it all. Um, do you have a book? Not yet, but I'm working on it currently, and I can't wait to, to give it to you guys. Um, I've watched a lot of your videos, and I feel really inspired by them, so thank you. You're welcome, Molly. Make sure you go and get the hypnosis session, you know? I, I just want to make that clear. You go to my bio, click that link, it's free, all right? So make sure that you go and uh, check that out, because... The session's really helpful, but then the training I give you on top of it's really helpful conceptually so you can change how you're thinking about this. And then I email you stuff and I got a lot more stuff coming. It's all free. Again, I do have a coaching program, but I also give you a lot of free stuff. This is a mission for me. So I'm, I'm glad, Molly, this is helping you. What are some good replacements for emotional eating? Um, the good replacement for emotional eating is better ways to fulfill those emotional needs. Okay? So you want to really like kind of diagnose your emotional eating. It's always different. You might be emotionally eating sometimes because you're bored and you're using it for entertainment. You might be eating emotionally eating sometimes because you're stressed out and you're using it for relaxation. So you got to recognize what emotions you're using it for and then ask the question, how can I entertain myself in a more effective way that doesn't involve food? How can I relax in a more effective way that doesn't involve food? And as you come up with those alternatives, those become your solutions and uh, makes it easier. Uh, that's very true. You've helped me so much in how to change my mindset and relationship with food. That's awesome. I'm glad I'm independent. That makes me happy. Um, thank you. You're welcome, President Robin. Kathleen Hennessy. Hello, nice to see you. Great lives. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you being on here. Um, Joshua Wagner, are you going to hypno thoughts? Um, no, I'm not. I don't even know what that is. is that that thing in Vermont or um Nevada, Las Vegas? There's some some hypnosis convention I've seen. I haven't been to a hypnosis convention in a long time. I used to go to the guild ones and um there what they are, but yeah, the Vegas one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I've seen that because I'm I'm a good a friend of mine is um uh, Steve G Jones, and I'm pretty sure I've seen him been, been there. Yeah, it's great, huh? I'll have to check it out because yeah, I haven't been around my, my hypnosis people in a while, so um that that would be great. So yeah, I'll, I'll look into that because um yeah, I love being around my hypnosis people. You know, I think hypnosis people really have, have the best grasp on, on on a sense of reality, like like how what really influences us because it's easy in this culture. It's so easy to, to fall into the false idea that information equals behavior, you know? And I think that's one of the worst thoughts you can have because you have all the information you need to know how to write, right? You can write with your hand. You can write a, a word, a sentence, a, a whole paragraph, a page of, of words. And so you think you know how to write, but you can't do it with the other hand, you know? And so that's where you're at with your dieting. You know, everything you're supposed to eat and every, all the things you're supposed to do, but you have very little ability to get yourself to actually do it. And so in my world, the most effective way to turn information into behavior is using hypnosis. I, I just did that. I don't know if she's still here, but we just did a, a, a coaching call in the program and I was working with her. And um, that was such a big distinction is to, you know, again, knowing what to do is not enough. And that's where a lot of people get stuck because they're like, what the fuck's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I'm successful over here. I'm a smart person. I, I could do this. I know what to do and I never do it. Right. And you're stuck in that loop. And you're missing the whole story. Who gives a shit if you know what to do? <laughs> you have to turn it into behavior and you have no strategy to do that. You've got willpower. You're either doing it perfectly or you're not doing it at all. And it's like, it's so short-sighted and it doesn't, it doesn't work. So anyways, hypnosis, I, I don't even, there's not even a second place thing. You know, hypnosis, the, so much of the power of hypnosis is understanding how your mind's set up in a practical way. You know, so much psychology is just, it's, it's in more information. And I think understanding a practical explanation of how your mind works that you can use and turn, like, how do you get yourself to do what you know you should? Right? And I think there's very little information on how to make that happen. And I, and I find hypnosis is the only thing I've seen that effectively is a process to help you do that. 
you know. Um, what's up, Don? Hi, Jim. Tuning in from Lake Tahoe vacation where I just had an, you know, a workout and 5-2 even on vacation. Great job. Super, super. That's awesome. Good job, Don. Yeah, when you go on, va- on vacation, that, that's great. All right, when I got to get out of here, got to go eat dinner. I'm looking forward to it. Um, again, remember, if you you can see me, podcast is Program Yourself Sentence on all the podcast platforms. Um, where are we at? TikTok, obviously, as always, those videos. Uh, there's new ones coming up all the time. Uh, go get that hypnosis session. If you're not on my email list, go follow my bio link and click on that and go get it. It's free, right? Watch that training and um, get on my email list. I email you every day. I literally, I, I email you stuff. It used to be a program people, I, I charge people for. Now it's just, I just give it to you. And I think, you know, every day it's just positive stuff coming in. And then if you're really serious, sign up for the program and work for, with me. <laughs> it's, it's the most comprehensive weight loss program you'll ever see. And getting to work with me for eight weeks, twice a week, uh, is life-changing, you know, no doubt about it. So, all right, thank you so much, everyone. I appreciate it, and we will talk soon. Bye.